Welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us and a baby. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, let's talk real life. Real life. First things first, um, I'm wearing socks. Underwear and a car- open cardigan because that's what it's like to breastfeed during work. <laughs> Wait, is the baby home? Because I have no concept. Okay, no, no, he's at the nanny. Yeah. He's at the nanny. Got and it. you look like you've been hit by a train in your eyes. Oh, okay. They're really red. Great. Have I, you been crying? No, I haven't been crying. I, I got off I just got off a three hour Zoom call. And so Woof. Because yeah. that's real life. Because that's real life. Yeah. All right. Last real life thing. Wait, second real life thing. I mean, geez, I feel like I got to go put on some makeup or something. <laughs> you know, what do you say? What's you saying? Everything's better with a little bronzer. <laughs> Everything's better with a little bronzer. <laughs> it's true in my life, in my world. Yeah. Um. Remember when Trouser used to be in the background of every single episode snoring? I mean... That's not real life. I mean, it's like the worst heartbreak life. Yeah. So how are you doing? This is the real life question. I have a lot going on uh, in my world and head. I feel I feel like there is this interesting balance that's being struck right now. On one side, I am entering into kind of my power season right now I'm also feeling very creative and motivated and grounded right now I've been installing new early rising habits right now I've been doing a 5 a.m club and getting up for the record folks we have a six-month-old and this man is choosing to wake up at 5 a.m the baby doesn't wake up till seven but this man is choosing to wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah, so, um, you know, so all those things are really positive. And, yeah, all those things are just very exciting. Um, there's a lot of exciting and, and motivation and energy in that side. On the other side, here's what I'll say. I feel like I'm holding so much on my shoulders that I'm kind of moving a you know, walking up a hill with a 45-pound backpack on my back, you know, just kind of making sure I put one foot in front of the other and stay super grounded and not fall over because a lot, I feel a lot of, is a lot is riding on me right now. And so I'm kind of holding those two things in balance. It's like wildly creative, free, inspired Adam and an Adam of like, heavy responsibility right now Mm -hmm. and for clarification for those listening it's you know power season I think the way we define it is it's around the time of our birthday it's the season the like elemental season associated with our birthday and it is a time when I don't know if this would have happened if our birthdays weren't in the season or not, but it's a time when both you and I feel really, really motivated and inspired and excited and energized. And so for you, it's the fall. And for me, it's the summer. Yeah. And so that's what we mean by power season. Yeah. Good explanation. So, yeah. You want to ask me how I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) 
Do well, you I, care I how I'm doing? Uh, of uh, course I care how you're doing. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, here's the context, listeners. So we're sitting, both working from home. I'm downstairs. She's upstairs. I get a G-chat. You want to record a quick podcast? So long story short, I essentially come up as soon as I can and sit down and we're recording a podcast. So how are you Don't doing? Don't worry to both of our jobs. It's over lunch. Oh, wait, I'm the boss. It's okay. How are you doing? <laughs> Well, you know, I think I feel very similar to you about the balance. It's like, on the one hand, my business is booming. I mean, exponentially busier than I've ever been before. Not as far as hours clocked at the moment, which is nice because I've been moving in the direction of wanting to expand my business, but also knowing that there are only so many hours in the day. So I'm starting to strike that balance of, of lots of great work and clients and fulfilling lots of client services while also, um, you know, being able to manage it from a timing perspective. So that's incredible. That's different than I've ever experienced at work. It's either feast or famine, and it just doesn't feel that way this time. And, you know, Neo sleeps through the night, and I think that five months is, or six tomorrow is really sweet time. You know, there's it's just so, so much has improved since the beginning of becoming parents. Yeah. Um, you know, and I want to say it that way, too. You know, sometimes we say, like, the beginning of his life, the w- one to three months, as if, like, all of it was because of him being one to three months old, but it was about being new parents for the first one to three Mm -hmm. months. I Mm -hmm. think that's really Mm -hmm. what it is. And so that's on the one hand. And then on the other hand, you know, it's, I very much feel that there are two parts of me similarly. And the other hand, I feel like I'm carrying so much weight and the weight that I am carrying right now is in the form of, you know, now a new duty as a parent, which is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just always. And the other piece of it being that I'm really trying to find my way in my new, and and hopefully it's not going to be this way forever, but what I've got now, which is like a new body. And it, it honestly feels like every cell in my body is different than it was before the Mm -hmm. baby came, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and not to like make light of it, but like even my hair is different. It's like a grown out pixie cut. I've had that pixie cut for almost four years. Right. So what I'm, I'm, I know I'm interrupting you here, but what, what I'm picking up from you is, what you are carrying right now is newness. Yeah. You said new parenting, new body, new hair. Yeah, new emotions, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just honestly, it's too much change at one time. And I also mm-hmm. think that, you know, leading up, everybody who listens to podcasts knows that leading up to Neo's birth, that there was just a lot that we were concerned about and that the doctors were concerned about. And then the birth, as you all know, from the birth story podcast we recorded, it was two days. It was so intense and lots of miracles, but so many challenges. And then, you know, trials are dying and health issues in our family and all sorts of stuff. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm because things are going okay, I'm finally able to breathe long enough to look back and go, holy shit, what did we just go through? Mm-hmm. Like for the past year almost. Yeah. So I'm coming out of shock a little bit. You're coming out. Of, it sounds like you're coming out of shock and trying to acclimate to all of these also new changes all at once. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. And then, of course, 
adding on the nice thick layer of global pandemic <laughs> to spread that right you over know, the top. and I and I'm re- I'm pretty I don't want like people are starting to get to this place where they're forget like we're getting so acclimated to being in the second full year almost we're almost at the second full year of the pandemic and I think in some ways people are becoming acclimated and super dysfunctional at the same time because we're not supposed to live like this this is nothing about this feels human to be afraid of other people because they might get you sick and, you know, have potential serious consequences to that. So we're all acting in this like weird, frantic, fear-based, disappointed, grieving, confused, inhuman way, except for that we're doing it every day because we have to. And I think that people are getting a little forgetful that like, it's not, you know, they remember that, am I making sense? They remember that the pandemic is happening, but it's starting to feel so normal that like mm-hmm. people are forgetting, like you shouldn't be feeling okay yeah, right now. And yeah, everybody has their own experience with it. And for so many, it's so difficult. And I would say having a brand new baby in the midst of the pandemic is also very difficult. And so here I am. uh, Let me just finish, wrap this up. Here I am feeling very out of sorts. We listened to a Glennon Doyle podcast the other day. That's like, I think the title was, you're not a mess. The world's a mess. Mm-hmm. And I just like, you know, I didn't even have to listen to the podcast to feel my shoulders drop and to feel a sense of like I can breathe again because I have been really judgmental of myself. Like, why am I not thriving? Why am I not okay? Why do I feel depressed? You know, all of these questions mm-hmm. and been pretty hard on myself for mm-hmm. it. And I think the same goes for you. It's like you're balancing, you know, are you being gentle with yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing a practice right now where I started it on a men's retreat weekend that I led. And uh, we talked about little micro habits and associating those micro habits with bigger kind of behavioral or growth changes that you want to make. And so my commitment, we made some commitments around that. And my commitment and practice to that was 15 minutes of writing in the morning. And I've actually somewhat extended that to 20. But essentially just 15 minutes of writing in the morning. But while I'm doing that writing, I am actively thinking about growing my self-love and growing love for myself and, you know, learning to love myself more. And so you ask, am I holding that in balance? You know, I I don't know, but I'm working at it. Just the language around it has changed uh, for me and how I'm writing to be a little bit more self-congratulatory and positive reinforcing to myself because I think I typically have now learned that my journaling is a lot of self-critique and questioning. Whereas I'm trying to flip my journaling on its head to where it's much more motivational and empowering. Wow. And so that's one of the things, just to answer your question, that's really supporting me in that balance right now is is doing that practice. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think I had a similar experience recently. Thanks for sharing that. I had a similar experience recently where I was feeling all sorts of ways, like, you know, very disempowered, very sad at the state of things, maybe more sad at how I feel in general. And 
And for those listening who are all like, red flag, red flag, postpartum depression, the answer is yes. And we're clear on that. And I'm getting support. So that's all good. You know, I thought the other day and I just, you know, I I thought about, I was holding Neo and he was, him and I were kind of playing and it was a sweet moment. And I thought, I have the space right now to sit with him in play and he's totally content and I'm in a warm house. I mean, I had to go back to basics. I was like, you know, where's my gratitude list? And so for me, kind of the antidote that I've been finding is just at the very least, when I feel like nothing's working, I look around and I'm, I have to notice what's working because to think that I have it so bad that I um, j- can only see the bad is just a huge missed opportunity. It's a huge that's lack a, of that's perspective. very important. Yeah. It's really important what you just shared. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I love the, the framing of missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't also feel like, you know, I'm definitely not somebody who's always trying to see the best or silver lining or any of that. It, it no. is really between having some gratitude and perspective or drowning. I mean, it's, I mean, gratitude is different than bypass, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you have gratitude for your life, you have gratitude for the gifts that you're blessed with, and you're grateful to be able to exist and function in the world in the way that you do. That's different than positively bypassing all pain in the world. I I believe it's actually creating a a deeper relationship with it and helping you connect with the, the difficult nature of life on a deeper level. You actually have an appreciation and you're able to learn lessons from that difficulty. You're able to see it in a way that's not so self-defeating that it, it causes, you know, freeze or just an, an immobilization of, of your daily life. It's always certainly something to be aware of. Am I just ignoring the pain? Am I just ignoring the difficult stuff and bottling it up? right that's it's something to be aware of but it it that shouldn't be an inhibitor to feeling grateful or feeling looking for lessons in in the difficult nature and of and i really appreciated what glennon and her and abby and i guess her sister they call her sister but i think her name's amanda um maybe not i don't know uh but what they were saying on the podcast the other day because they had a caller call in who was like you know, they, they're an empath and they work in the field of science. So they're very aware of all of the things that are going on in the world. And they were like, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about plastic, about the climate change, about climate change, about, you know, the polar bears, etc. And so their reply was, thank you for all of the work that you do. Thank you for caring because not everybody cares and you get to live a happy, joyful life too. And I thought about that and I was like, it is very difficult for me as a sensitive being to see everything that's going on in the world, to feel everything in my own world very deeply and to find joy so, despite it. Right. So how do you cultivate that? Because it's it's one thing to know, like I think a lot of people who are big feelers, which we need in the world, know that they too deserve joy. It's just hard to grasp it. Because it's this feeling of like feeling drowning in your emotions the whole time. And so how do you like both tread water in those emotions and also 
take in the fresh air and the sunshine and so i really want to know i want you to answer this because we don't have much time here because we're just on a short break but lunch lunch break work yeah, it's just great. a lunch i break. haven't eaten excellent but we got to go and i and you know in the world of therapists we talk about this often you know most of us as therapists it's never really we've never been in a time where we are directly going through every the same issue that every single one of our clients is going through sometimes people go through divorces at the same time as their client or the loss of a pet at the same time as their client but this pandemic thing it's like we're surviving it as well and every one of our clients is coming to us with this as an overlying issue so what in the world of therapy we talk all the time how do we find joy while also understanding that we need to be advocates and allies and thoughtful and empathetic and care and do more and do more well and and i, I, I what is the solution for finding joy well i think it's uh multifaceted and you know i've been reading this book which is why the 5am thing uh called the 5am club what when you ask that one of his teachings comes up for me he talks a lot about kind of the four states that you need to cultivate in order to achieve your inner greatness, right? And they are mindset, health set, heart set, and soul set. And that all of them are equally important. And we often think a lot about, I think what we're trying to avoid here in this conversation is just saying it's all about mindset, right? Just think it away. Like, don't worry. Don't worry. Just be happy, right? That's all very like mindset. Like my mind controls my body and I'm just going to think, but that's really only like 25% of the equation. The other aspects as I personally see them are you need some sort of spiritual connection, whatever that is for you. Um, but some sort of spiritual connection that you can understand and be grateful for that there is a higher power out there that helps you ground. And that could be nature. That could be your church on Sunday. It doesn't, you know, there's a wide variety of things that can fall into that category. But I do believe a spiritual connection is really important. The other thing is, you know, that kind of falling under the health set thing. But like, I personally think that movement and exercise to whatever degree that feels comfortable to you is so critically important that your body and mind just naturally function better in terms of like putting what you put into your body and how you use your body. I, well, let me just clarify that because that is super duper loaded. But like what you, if, if we don't pay attention to what we take in and that's not to say you and I don't take in a lot of things that aren't considered quote unquote healthy. Yeah. 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 But the, if you aren't connected, so if you're going to eat whatever you want to eat, be connected to it. And when you move, you don't have to move like you don't have to do car- cardio you know yoga but like physically moving your body and being connected to when you reach out to touch somebody you feel your arm moving like it's around it's about having a connection to your body a healthy connection yeah and i mean i would even give the example like everybody's probably i talked about being on a three-hour zoom call right like what's the first thing i wanted to get do get up and move around get up and move around exactly like our our bodies yearn for this we don't want to be sitting and like and and so i just think that that is important right you asked what is important to create that balance to find the and joy and what soul set and that that would be the spiritual kind of thing and then heart, heart set would be who are where's the love in your life and i think the important part about that as i see it is being able to notice small things and appreciate them and so 
I think people put too much weight on kind of finding love in their lives. Like we we're all, if it's not a fairy tale uh, story, it doesn't feel good enough. But you know, one, one things that one thing that I do with Neo is we go outside and we look at flowers and that is like, that fills my heart with joy. Just looking at the flowers and taking the time and noticing those small, beautiful things. And so I think there's a habit and a practice there of noticing lovely, small, beautiful things that are all around us in a city, in the woods, in the suburbs, no matter where you are or where you're living, there's natural and human design that is completely beautiful in interactions if you're just tuned in and noticing them. So, you know, I think it takes all those things. Yeah, I really appreciate the tuned in and noticing of small, beautiful, loving, lovely things where love exists in the world. And I will say there, to me, there is nothing wrong with people wanting love relationships in their life, whether with friends or with partners. You know, it's easy um, it's just important that we acknowledge that that there's nothing wrong with that. But what I, I even was journaling about what is love this morning because of how I've been feeling lately. I'm really trying to tune into what love expressions are in my life. And I was able to get to this deeper understanding of just, you know, it was the, the, the one that stands out to me is when I wrote, you know, I look into someone's eyes and there's that moment of connection and it's a there's a melting and connecting into one another and that is love mm-hmm. and just the importance of receiving those moments because we look at people all the time so can we receive that mm-hmm. even in a stranger if that's if it feels right to do that yeah i think all of these things and being able to find joy amidst the struggle it's it's a practice and so but it's a practice of simple things and that is difficult in and of itself, but it is also simple at the same time. These, just as we were speaking about love, these don't have to be big, all-encompassing, ground-moving events in your life that bring you joy. It, it is, it can be very small, simple things that you are intentional about and notice on a daily, you know, every day, as like a daily habit. Just as I was talking about the daily habit of connecting it to helping me grow my self-love at the beginning, it's not this big epiphany. I don't need to go to a week-long retreat where I'm like bathed in self-love to find my self-love. I can integrate that into small little things throughout the day and then being grateful and, and incorporating those those to where I'm truly integrated with them makes has a huge impact on my life. And so just remembering to keep it simple, keep it small and simple, and then do it all the time and do it repetitively. Even when you don't want to. Even when you don't want to. Even when it feels hard. And then once you you keep doing it for a long time, you won't even have to effort to do it. It just becomes a natural part of who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate your teachings. And that's that's really, you know, in the end, I think, what can lead to great change. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Love you, babe. I love you too, sweetie. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.